Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh. Every week, our enthusiasm drains. Yes. Oh, great. Oh, we're just empty shells. <laughs> Going through the motions. Empty axless shells. Some of us are inside one. <laughs> Previously, in this exciting campaign... <laughs> The heroes, accepted a, <laughs> the heroes accepted a quest from King Harnoff of the dwarves of Citadel Adbar and went to the ancient fire giant forge of Ironslag to find out what the giants are doing back there after so many years. And they took some friends with them, one of whom was a representative of Clan Bronzefire named Crack Dragonspore, who was wearing a shiny black suit of armor that later uh, Evelyn found empty and took or herself, and it proved to be very, very useful in fighting giants. Unfortunately, she didn't have it very long. It seemed to disappear from her body, and only Paulton knows why. Um, Paulton became way sexier for the characters than it actually was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paulton became separated from the rest of the group by a wall of stone cast by a Dao, an Earth genie who had a different mission in mind for him. And together, they embarked on a mini-quest to find a lost iron golem and to try to commandeer it. Uh, the Dao was counting on Paulton's golem-whispering abilities to be able to disable the fire giant override on the golem to make sure the fire giants don't take it over. Paulton wasn't able to do that uh, and tried to use his magic to damage the override and instead got a face full of poisonous gas. Um, he was saved uh, by the Dao and later decided it would be best to be hid inside the golem uh, to prevent further mutilations. And that's where he is currently. And uh, Paulton cast a sleep spell on himself <laughs> because dream, dreams are so much better than reality, uh, uh, but was awoken after the spell ended and after about a minute. And uh, he's now shaking around inside this contraption uh, which seems to be entering a, from what Paulton can hear, a large echoing chamber full of noise and calamity. The rest of the party is in the chamber, which is the assembly hall for what appears to be a giant colossus being built here by the fire giants. It's only been partially assembled and is uh, uh, in fact now lying in pieces on the floor because if you were here two sessions ago, the waffle critters, the animals caused it to fall over and shatter. 
Uh, one other feature in this great hall is a giant pulsating adamantine heart, which Strix identified as an enormously powerful item. Uh, and if it were to be destroyed somehow, uh, the Colossus would really have no chance of being animated. That's when Evelyn hit upon the idea of striking it with her glorious axe, Lightfall. And when she did, uh, power from the heart surged through the axe and blew it into a million pieces, leaving Evelyn temporarily, at least, unarmed. There are also seven fire giants in the room and Duke Zalto, the lord of the fire giants. They are searching through the wreckage looking for Duke Zalto's pet hellhounds, which were crushed when the Colossus fell over. We ended last session with Evelyn's axe uh, getting blowed up real good. It is now Duke Zalto's turn. And uh, you can see uh, Diath and Strix and Evelyn. Uh, he picks up and clears some large sections of the rubble, and there is some smoke coming off of the floor. You can't see what the smoke's coming from because there is a lot of rubble around that's much bigger than you are. Uh, but then you can sort of see um, pieces of what appear to be his dogs. Um, sort of ashen cinders of what remains of these hellhounds. And uh, as soon as Duke Zalto realizes that they're dead, you see his, sold, his shoulders kind of sag and this weight seems to come over him. Um, and uh, his face just sort of drops and his expression changes from desperation to sadness to rage in just a split second. Uh, and uh, he begins to just lift his head up and just clench his teeth uh, and glare up toward the, uh, the high gantries and the ceiling of this great chamber as if he can barely contain himself. And then he just <sighs> uh, lets out a long, long exhale um, and just sort of looks around the room um, distantly. And uh, he doesn't do anything else on his turn. At this point in time, all three of you can see coming through a set of open doors to the north, two figures. The first is Crack Dragonspore, your dwarven companion. Uh, you can see he is fully encased in the suit of armor that Evelyn was wearing uh, not too long ago. And he is standing in front of a 10 foot tall iron construct, big, burly, heavy, iron-plated thing um, with a great iron sword clutched in one hand and his other gauntlet just tightened into a fist. Uh, and these two armor-encased shapes darken the doorway. And Crack looks around and says, There are too many I fire giants I hear I. <laughs> And then he sort of takes his fist and pounds the chest of the iron golem behind him. And says uh, to Paulton, and Paulton, you can hear uh, the dwarf outside the armor say, 
You better, I, figure out, I, how to gain control of this thing, I, or we will lose it, I. And then uh, he charges, um, and Crack actually doesn't have any weapons at the moment, uh, but he uh, charges over to you, Strix, because you're running around in a sort of half Strix, half goblin-like form. <laughs> That's right. Forgot about that. And uh, <laughs> he, he, sa- he runs over to you and he says, I, I will do my best to protect you, I, but you have to help Palt and I figure out how to control that thing, I. What? <laughs> 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 can I tell what it is at all? Can uh, I make an arcana check? Okay. Yeah. Right now, I'm Come just on. like you know, magic. Uh, twenty-one. Hey. Yes. Right. Okay, so you know that that is definitely an iron golem, and it looks like an old one. Um, uh, it's wrought of uh, mostly just heavy iron, and it's powered by an elemental spirit that's trapped inside of it during construction. Um, this one, uh, you Blairette, looks pretty typical of the kind. Uh, you know a couple things about iron golems. Uh, they do have an unbelievably good armor. They're very, very resilient. Uh, they're as strong as a fire giant. Um, they have tons of immunities, both to spells and to ordinary weapons. And uh, uh, they also can absorb fire. And they have, uh, well, they have the ability to exhale poison gas. True. Does this one seem currently hostile? No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I guess I'll... Uh, I'll just... Crack says, it's under my control, I, now I, but as soon as the fire giants give it a command, it will have to obey them. I. Got it. <laughs> I. Um, <laughs> uh, Strix will just be like, all right, Cotter, point me where the door is. I guess I'll look inside. All right. Uh, he... he He's too far away from the golem now, having run over to you to really give you a good look. He just says uh, that Paulton is in its chest cavity. Strix is like, I'm, I'm sorry? I'm <laughs> 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 like Blake King, like, what? It's a long story, I. Uh, 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 he just sort of holds up his fists, uh, getting ready to hit whatever fire giant comes uh, at you. All right, uh, that's well, pretty much all that he can do. And, great. Uh, next up, DF. You recall yes. that you were up against the wall trying to remain unseen by these giants, and you saw as the giants were rooting through the wreckage uh, searching for Duke Zalto's pets that Waffles was about to be exposed. Yes. You can see that that giant standing right near Waffles is sort of reaching down to take a big piece of adamantine up, and when he does and pulls it up in front of him, Waffles runs between his legs. And you can see that there is a cranium rat on Waffle's head just sort of pointing. (laughs) (laughs) And a small little uh, mouse sort of uh, just sort of on sleeping on (laughs) the owlbear's back. And they go at at the rat's behest, they go right to the the nearest wall. Um, And then they run along the wall about 10 feet. And then Waffles backs up and slams headfirst into a grate <laughs> down by the floor, and the grate oh. pops off. 
So help, so help me, Jared. You take care of that little owlbear. Kind of seems like they're taking care of themselves. You're, hey, you're not sure. You're pretty sure they're not aware of your presence. Huh. That's a great oh. idea. Oh. And Diaf, it is your turn. How far away was this grate from me? This grate from you is about 30 feet. About 30 feet? And right. it's a, it's a, it's, it's not a huge grade. You'd have to like really crawl like John McClane through ventilation shafts to navigate it. Yeah, I'm sure it would be a tight fit for me, but uh, I want to make my way over there. Mm-hmm. And at the very least, let uh, the waffle critters be aware of my presence, or maybe they'll smell me or hopefully see me or something. Yeah. Just because so, I don't want them mindlessly, it's not entirely mindless, running through. Uh, this complex, like at least know where I am. They can try to follow or keep up or I can hold them or something. Okay. Um, so I'm yes. Try to make my way over there and like poke my head in and like, okay. Make, make a, maybe jingle my keys a little bit or something. So yeah. that they know There's enough I'm ambient saying. noise with the fire giants kind of kicking around the debris from the Colossus that you don't have to worry about being heard. And you're tucked far enough back up against one of the, cap- uh, the support towers for the bucket chain that you don't have to worry about um, being seen. So when you reveal yourself to them, they see you. Good. Um, then I just kind of try to like beckon them this way. It's like, come on. Back to, well, just Dia. <laughs> they can certainly come over toward you. All right. Great. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to try to like get them back to me so that we're okay. I'm at least grouped back up. <laughs> With All right. The yes. So you are now grouped with them. Yeah. You you still technically have an action because um, you only used your movement to get there. And I'm not going to say announcing yourself to them or gesturing to them would cost you anything. Um, I don't know if I really have an action yet. Other than That's fine. You can to, choose not to do anything. Else. Yeah, I probably won't do anything. I'm just going to make yeah. sure I've got the animals with yep. me, and then hopefully they they know enough or are smart enough to follow me because they know if they follow me, they'll find their mom. That is possibly true. Thank uh, you for the plural there. I appreciate that. <laughs> that, that was for you, Anna. That was for you. Okay, uh, so that's DF. Strix, you're up next. Great. Uh, have I made it to the golem, or do I need to do that action uh, and run you, over there? No, you can use an action, or not an action. You can use your movement to get there. Okay, cool. I will use my movement to get there okay. and just be like, you you, you do you, oh. just dwarf guy. And just make either a perception or an arcana check to see if you can figure out how to open the golem's chest okay. compartment. I'll we'll probably do arcana. Fifteen. Uh, it doesn't work. Um, but you, you've been told that Paulton's inside. So. Great. So I will knock. <laughs> Paulton, you, you hear a clang, 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 clang outside. Hello? <laughs> I'll, I'll also say, we've made it to the inn. There's booze out here. <laughs> Tiny voice just, ah, shit, I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) I got your blob right here. It's like shaking like something on a robe. (laughs) Sounds like, that sounds like drink, but it's probably gross. Yep. Great. All right. Uh, So while Strix is doing that, uh, Evelyn, you're still flying in the room. It is the fire giant's turn. Not the Duke Zalto, but the other fire giant's. Uh, and you can see now that Duke Zalto has found the pets, they're all kind of looking at him like, oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> like, who's, which one of us is probably going to get <laughs> deep shit for this. Um, boss is mad. Boss is mad. 
And uh, Evelyn, um, you would have been flying at least 30 feet up to hit the heart, which puts you um, just at the edge of the reach of a fire giant historically to try to hit you. It's not the easiest swing for him. Great uh, safety. So, uh, but um, Duke Zalto is too angry to even bark orders at them. So they sort of stand paralyzed. But that's when you, Evelyn C., coming out onto one of the iron gantries above you and above everybody is Duchess Brim Scarda and her two children, her daughter, who appears older, and her son, who appears younger. And uh, she comes out, and uh, last time you saw her, she was in the kitchen chasing after you, um, but then you lost track of her. Apparently, she took that time to come upstairs. You can see she's got a big iron scepter in her hand that she didn't have before. And she just taps it kum, 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 on the gantry. And all the giants look up at her. And then she just points the scepter at you. Of course she does. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's uh, the trick. She's actually the one in charge. And then the, uh, the giants on the, the floor case. pick up scraps of the colossus and start to hurl them at you. Cool. Yep. Three of them do. Uh, one of them... <laughs> Uh, you are currently not wearing armor. Uh-huh. So what's your AC with your dexterity modifier? Uh, 12. Hmm. 12. I don't know. It'll be 12. Okay, 12. Uh, I believe, Jared. <laughs> I can check for you, too. Try it at 21. <laughs> 30. <laughs> Whatever number is impossible to hit. Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> Do, do, do. Oh, there we are. Um, Evelyn, your armor class currently is indeed 12. Yeah, do your bracers count as armor? Well, or do well, you, you're not wearing them because you... Well, I mean, that that's actually a really good question, Chris, because when I put on the armor, yeah. did I keep on everything I was wearing underneath? Because I didn't take it off. I didn't leave it anywhere. You would still have... You can't wear two suits of armor, but you could wear bracers under armor. Because my bracers are technically my shield. Yeah. Okay. So then if so that's you would the still, case, You would still have those. Right. So then my armor class is 17. Okay. Uh, all right. So the first flying chunk of debris misses you. Flies through Yay! the air. Slams against the wall. Uh, the second piece. I don't even notice it because I'm still looking yeah. at my empty hands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Plus, your eyes are a little more blurry than they were before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so three pieces are hurled up into the air, and all three pieces miss you. One <laughs> of them comes dangerously close, however, uh, missing you just by one. So this sort of twisted piece of metal, almost ring-shaped, like a broken ring, comes spinning up at you, misses you by sheer bad luck, and slams against an iron gantry above your head and then clatters back down to the floor. Lathander's protecting me, obviously. <laughs> All right. Um, the uh, next turn goes to Paulton, who's on the inside. You hear the knocking, and you hear Strix talking to you about an inn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I know how to open the door? You do. Cool. I'm going to open the door. Yep. So the chest of this thing just sort of splits in half and peels aside, revealing an interior compartment to you, Strix. That's a little bit above your head. Um, and... 
uh, you can see that there's a built-in brazier, a heavy iron brazier where this flame is erupting out of. And Paulton just covered in sweat, his hair <laughs> plastered to his face. And he's got all these sort of odd blemishes all over his face, neck, and hands where it looks like he was <laughs> hit with some sort of contagion or something. Ugh. Oh, Chris, I totally miscalculated my AC. Oh, okay. I don't know if you care about that or not. I do. <laughs> Anna, why? I know, I'm sorry. I said 17 because I was counting my breastplate and braces, oh, but you're saying okay. I didn't, I'm not wearing my breastplate? Correct. So was I carrying it then? Uh, you would have packed it away probably. So I could put it on next turn kind of thing. Uh, it takes longer than that to dawn. Okay. Well then, uh, without that, I only have fifth. Okay, so Wait, you were no, I'm still bad. Fourteen. 14. Okay. Uh, so actually, that's that third one would have clipped you, but I'll get to that momentarily. Okay. Uh, Paul, Great. Uh, so, Paulton, yes, uh, you um, see Strix. You also see the chaos in the room. Se seven, no, eight fire giants. What? And like, do I notice yeah. he's tiny too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the shrinky dick like, version of Paulton. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's Simon sized. <laughs> I'm just gonna I can just hop out on my own, right? Yeah, you totally can <laughs> with your one hit point. I'm just gonna hop out and see this like anarchy happening. <laughs> like, ah, uh, yeah, it looks about right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. He's not wrong. <laughs> oh, I wish you could stay like this forever. <laughs> uh, would you like to do anything with your action or do any further movement? Because you certainly have lots more movement and an action to spend. Nah. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm just All gonna right. well, I'm gonna ask Strix if she knows how to fix this. And by this I mean the, 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 the smalton. Small. Awesome. <laughs> Starts just, I, just, just like no. <laughs> <laughs> it's permanent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Strix, you know that this is a very simple and large reduced spell. You can do it yourself. Um, it lasts for like a minute, I think. Um, no, actually, longer than that. Maybe she doesn't want him to change sizes. Her answer but, was no, Chris. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a reactionary but yes, no. But you know, you, yes. What you know Ooh. and what you said are two different things. Okay, right. so so question: If yes. I'm smaller, uh -huh. does that mean my alcohol tolerance is lower? <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna say since it's a magical effect, no, it wouldn't alter oh. your magical tolerance. Um, Great. So. Otherwise, he'd be doing it all the time. It's <laughs> fair. Yeah, yeah. You're not a cheaper drunk now. No. Great. <laughs> okay. Well, I got nothing. Okay. Uh, so that's Paulton's turn. Uh, Evelyn, you took 15 points of damage from that flying. 15? Yes. Oof. Just from uh, being clipped? They're yep. giants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's okay, actually, well. that's, that's not bad. It's actually less than average damage for them. Hit, so. Oh, it's not bad. Just so everyone knows, Evelyn is not looking healthy. No. A, she's covered in soup. So her outfit <laughs> is not white. That's so, gross. Yeah. Yeah. But B, uh, yeah. There's like soft, over, soft overcooked bits of something sticking to parts of her too. It's like, ugh. Uh, so like when, when Lightfall exploded. Yes, you were, you were left with like the, the blackened haft in your hands. 
So were there were there like pieces that flew everywhere, or did it just incinerate? Uh, bits uh, flew off in the dazzle of light that erupted, uh, and they sort of went scattering about the room. Uh, so Evelyn just kind of like that whole time that metal was flying around and they're like tinkling, they're like tinkling onto the floor and for that whole time while the metal was flying around, she was just kind of like completely motionless, little flapping boots flapping, but she was just like, like staring at the haft. And then as soon as she gets donked in the head with the metal, she's like, (laughs) I'm sure Lathander will fix it. She tucks it back onto her back. And then she, um, I don't need, she's not feeling very good. No. Is there any way, like the chain that's holding the heart up, is it hooked on something that she could just kind of be like, boop, and drop it? Or would it need to be like cut? So um, there is a rig on the top of the heart that's kind of uh, suspending it. So the chain comes down, big thick chain comes down off the crane. And then there's this ring shaped rig that the chain ends with. And the and this, this ring has little hooks that are hooked into the heart. Ah. Uh, so you could just sort of, now the weight of the heart makes it difficult, but if you could pry the hooks up, you'd release the heart from the rig that it's hanging from, if you know what I mean. But there's a scepter pointing at me and all the fire giants in the room are going after me. Correct. And it would perceivably take longer than one turn to pry these right. hooks off. Now, an alternative is... If you think you think that you might be able to fly up to the crane and kick a release that would cause the winch to unwind, like the weight of the heart, like there's a lock on, right. the, on the crane keeping the heart suspended. If uh-huh. you were to release that lock, the crane chain would just And how far it is that? It's a 30-foot drop to the floor. No, how far away is the crane? Oh, it's uh, about 10 feet away from you. So I could easily go there and have an action. Yes. Uh, does it does it provoke any attacks of opportunity or anything? I'm not. No, like... Nobody's nobody's close enough to provoke attacks of opportunity or to gain attacks of opportunity. Uh, the only thing you're not sure of is you're not sure that will break the heart any more than striking it with an axe. Yep, this situation sucks. Don't have a good idea of what to do. Um. Can but I, you also know you also know that if you were up on one of those gantries, it would be a hell of a lot harder to hit you with three. But the lady, lady giant's up there. She's on a different gantry. Oh. And there's a gap between. The, there's no direct connection between the two. There is a fifty foot or sixty foot gap between the two gantries. Uh, I don't have time to move action and move again, do I? Uh, you can split your move. Um, because so it's only t- 10 feet away, so I could go right. kick the thing and then fly up? Yes. Okay, that's what I want to do. Okay. Uh, make a strength athletics check to try to release the catch on Ooh. the crane. This is a giant-sized crane with a giant-sized release catch, so... May Lathander smile upon me! Ooh. 17. Okay, uh, that is enough. Hooray! So uh, the rest of you see this glowing, pulsating heart just get dropped to the floor, uh, chain and all. And as soon as it hits, there is a loud cla- crashing sound. Uh, you can see energy from the heart also cracks through the floor, creating these magical fissures. Um, like the heart's impact actually damaged and split the floor. Cool. Um, More terrible. 
Ethan yells something like, break stuff, and flies into the gantry. <laughs> and one of the giants, who, like the nearest fire giant to the heart, actually takes a few steps back as this crack sort of appears between his legs. Oh. Went down the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Duke Zalto looks even angrier, <laughs> if that's possible. Okay, and it's his turn. Uh, so, Duke Zalto. Oh boy, um, he. Guess <laughs> we'll just just bye everybody. <laughs> uh, he is going to go. Gosh, let's see, Evelyn. Evelyn, Crack, and Strix, Paulton, and the Golem are his only options. And actually, Strix, Paulton, and the Golem are behind something, and he can't see them clearly. So. Aha! Okay, so it's all about Evelyn. Uh, Zalto is going to pick up. I'm on a gantry, Chris. You like gantries? Yes. Gantry, protect me. Yes. <laughs> Uh, when he sees, actually, when he sees you on the gantry, he is going to uh, move, use all of his move to go to the far end of the forge and climb a staircase that leads up to the gantry. But Evelyn, Evelyn, that puts him, by the time he's done, he's about 120 feet away from you. Ha! So he's climbing up to your level, but he's still got a long haul to get to you. Good. Yep. Uh, crack. Uh, waiting for giants to come at him, um, realizing none do, turns back to Strix and says, Well, I... <laughs> I just got him out! Poor Zalt's point to Paulton. Tiny Paulton. Smallton. <laughs> he looks gross, though. I don't know what happened. Okay. Um, he will... Uh, move back toward you to make sure that you stay protected. Oh, that's nice of him. The animals um, are gathered around Dieth, and now they will take their turn on Dieth's turn. So, Dieth, what would you like to do? Um, I So, now that they've approached me, I'd like to take the, the two rodents uh, and gently place them in, uh, like in my shirt or okay. empty pouches or wherever they can comfortably fit. When and you then, pick up the two rodents, uh, yeah. Juniper seems a little... Heavier than you remember. <laughs> uh, and and you can see uh, Stinky is wounded. There's blood dripping oh, from Stinky, the rat. no! Oh, no. And uh, he sort of, his back leg is kind of doing a kind of weird twitch thing. Oh, uh, Stinky. Can I take a brief moment? Oh, okay. I guess that's my action, but I'll, I'll, can I take a brief moment to give him a, a tiny bandage? <laughs> yes. Oh. yes. You can, I, it would take your action, but yes, you can use your action to bandage up Stinky before yeah, you just, stuff just, him. Just real quick, just give him yeah. a, a bandage, whatever it is. Oh, it's okay. so cute. The whole time he's trying to bite you. Yes, yes, of course. Probably, yeah. Little fucker. <laughs> the whole time, it's like, it's exactly like Strix. Just, <laughs> uh, do you want me to make a medicine check or anything? Uh, go ahead and make a medicine check. Okay. Yay. Oh. 11. Okay, that's you believe you've fastened the bandage adequately. You're right. a veterinarian. All right, great. Uh, and then, uh, is can waffles keep up with me? Uh, yes. Oh, but you're also big and lucky. Yeah. All right, 
without the harness, without the harness, you can't really fight while holding her. Right. Okay. Um, I'll I'll give like I'll give waffles like a, a quick scratch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just some affection so that she knows to follow me, and then I'll try to uh, start making my way back towards Strix, Crack, and Smolten as stealthily <laughs> as possible. I can with these animals. Okay. Um, there are two ways to go about that. You can sort of go the way that Duke Zalta went toward the bottom south end of the forge and avoid most of the fire giants, or you can go back the way you came, uh, where there's a better chance of you being seen by the fire giants. Uh, there's also an opening in that wall that leads to the elevator shaft. Uh, yeah. hmm. So you want to go the longer way, less chance of detection, or the shorter way, better chance of detection? Uh... Basically, you think it will, the difference will be like one turn in terms of how long it All takes right. you to get back to your friends. All right, I'll take the slightly longer way then. Okay. In that case, you're sort of running along the walls underneath the gantry, which now Duke Zalto is storming on top of. Yeah. All right. Done. Strix. Here we go. All right. So you pull yourself up, look around in the interior. You see a bunch of uh, iron projections and struts and arcane glyphs on the inside of the golem, all sort of embossed on its surface. You can also see a, a, a glyph on the brazier itself. Um, which you recognize as the the stamp of House Bronzefire. All right. Bronzefire. That's um, interesting. Yep. Um, but if you want to make an arcana check, you can try to ascertain if one of these rooms is some sort of ride. Yes, I will do that. She'll just like crack her hands like, I know magic. <laughs> so the rest of you just see Strix's butt hanging out of... This nice. iron golem. <laughs> just like just rags. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least it's not as hot for her because she's right. Yes, yes. Uh, I got the rest 18. of us. Am I right? Okay. Okay. Uh, you are able to identify the glyph that you think is not normal in this kind of construct, and you believe that's the glyph that gives the fire giants override control. Great. Um, can I uh, snuff it out or uh, pick it off? It, or? You'd have to kind of scratch it off with something. Okay. Do I have anything I can do that? I think I do. I ha- I think I do have a dagger. Hold on. Oh, I, I wait. I have my strength right now too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. super, strong. super strong. Yeah. So <laughs> oh wait, wait, use- I'm doing I'm doing alter self. So I'll just turn my hands into claws. Okay. And it's like I'm just like scratch it off. <laughs> yes, with your strength, you're able to basically scratch away. The, the, <laughs> the most strict appropriate way. Yeah. Yes. I'm just yes. like there watching all this like, huh. <laughs> uh, I believe you mean, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's wet. Uh, yes. Um, and uh, uh, you, you believe that the, the ruin has been suitably defaced by the end of your turn. All right, cool. I'll just throw my head out and be like, I did it. Okay. Or you think you did. I, I, um, I think I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are fairly confident. Uh, Big difference there. Yeah. Okay. The fire giants. Um, Duchess Brimscarda calls down. She's almost directly above you, Strix. Her gantry sort of sticks out over your head. Oh, I thought uh, I was she calls okay. Down, Iron Golem, destroy them. She points at you and Paulton. Uh, and the golem just sort of looks up and gives her a big metal finger. 
That's the Strix effect. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't know, I just touched it. <laughs> and then Crack says, You dumb giant, that golem is mine to command. I. <laughs> Just like you, what? <laughs> Strix was just like it, like and, exit uh, herself. Like don't want to be a part of this. Iron Golem, slay! And he points at the uh, other fire giants on the floor. Well, right. he didn't point at us, so that's Strix is like uh, success. That's, that's all he can do uh, now. The fire giants who are on the floor are going to hurl stuff at Evelyn. She's got cover. From the gantry. Uh, uh, there are a lot of them. So you are just absolutely bombarded, Evelyn, with shards of this enormous construct, big bolts and things that are twice as big as you are. Um, and your armor class? You're in cover. You're in cover. You do have cover. All right. Uh, and they are just uh, pounding the crap. Um, bits, bits of. Not only is the debris dangerous because it's flying at you, but as it hits the wall above your head, it tumbles down onto the gantry, threatening to crush you. Uh, and uh, you are spared uh, being hit by Thank the deluge. Thank goodness. Uh, Duchess Brimscarda uh, pulls herself up onto the railing of her gantry and leaps onto the bucket chain which is halfway between her gantry and yours. Ah, she's crazy. She is crazy. Uh, and uh, she just about misses. Instead of landing on the bucket chain, she's forced to grab hold of one of the buckets and hang there, and her big iron scepter goes clattering onto the floor below. Good. Lol. And I'm <laughs> almost, almost crushing crack in the process. Uh-oh. I hope Diaz sees that, so he can be like, yep. I would have made it. Um, but with the rest of her movement, she is able to uh, basically pull herself around the rim of the bucket, grab onto another bucket for stability, and she's just kind of trying to swing over to your gantry. To me? Yeah. And uh, uh, you can see her black dragon scale cloak dress is sort of billowing out behind her as she swings over her hair is all messed up now long orange hair coming undone around her and uh, you can see she's just uh um just chomping at the bit to get her big hands around you again how are, how are the buckets attached to this thing as a point of interest uh there's essentially these uh big metal towers uh that rise up near the ceiling and then the a bucket chain mechanism sort of hangs down from them. Uh, and there are these this sort of pulley system of chains that these huge iron buckets hang from. But um, I mean, like, is each bucket, there's like links of chains that I assume yes. are like giant sized. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then like the handle of the bucket goes through the link of a chain. So it's Basically. all welded. So it's yes. not like something I could unhook. No, no. It's not something that's that easily unhooked. And the chain is not something that I think my axe could probably get through, right? Uh, probably not. Okay. Um, but, Just wondering. Yep. Yeah, uh, so she is going to try to use her second action to try to swing over to your gantry. Uh, and uh, again, she doesn't quite hit the mark, and she's forced to just grab hold 
of the bottom of the gantry. So instead of landing on the gantry, she's now hanging from it. About uh, 20 feet away from you, Evelyn. So she's on one side of you, and Duke Zalto's coming up on the other side of you. Uh, Three of the fire giants come charging at crack, uh, and they bring their big swords to bear against him and his armor. And he is hit once, and when one of these big swords comes down on top of him, uh, he seems to withstand it by virtue of his armor. Uh, but he does take some damage because he's not in bone. So, and then uh, another one also hits him once. And again, the damage from the greatsword striking Crack is lessened, but still manages to get through. Uh, so right now, Crack is trying to protect you, Paulton, and you, Strix, from the fire giant's wrath. And Chris, just to like make sure that we're all on the same page, there is... There's no escape route right now, right? We're shut in this room by big doors. So there is open doors behind the golem. Which lead further in, right? Further into the compound. Um, you're not exactly sure where. Back to the kitchen and then to some other place you haven't been. Uh, from the gantry that you're standing on, Evelyn, there is a hallway um, that leads, it appears to lead back toward the foundry, the place where the molten iron was, um, but it's some distance away. You're actually close enough to that hallway that you can kind of peer down it and see the fires from the foundry uh, a long ways away. You could certainly reach that passage before Zalto or Brimsgarda got to you. I'd like you to make a perception check, Anna, to see uh, if Evelyn notices any other avenues of escape. <laughs> you know my perception is usually so good. Seven. The only other thing you're able to ascertain in this room is there was the gantry. There's the gantry that the fire giant kids are now standing on that Brimscarda recently abandoned. There's the gantry that you're on and that Duke Zalto's on. And then there's a third gantry across from you um, that uh, has some cranes on it as well. And no creatures are on that gantry. And there doesn't seem to be any other point of access for that gantry. Um, so it might be safer. Mm. Okay. It's about 90 feet away from you. Okay. Uh, you don't see any other, with your role, you don't see any other uh, exits. Is this, this isn't my turn yet though, right? Uh, it is not. Okay. Uh, it is Paulton's turn. So Paulton, you've got a bunch, you've got crack um, uh, fighting off three fire giants in front of you. You're standing next to the golem with Strix. What do you do? That is a great question. You also see the Duchess hanging by her fingernails from a gantry uh, about 20 feet above your head. Looks like she's going after Evelyn. Okay. Okay. And a large iron scepter just clattered about 10 feet away from you onto the floor. All right, that all sounds about right. Um, I will. Let's see here. I don't know where Diab is. Not good. But do I wonder where Diab is? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, it's true that after the events in the Eiffel Village, you and Diab had a little bit of a. Yeah, falling out. Mm. Oh, no, the Civil War. 
Oh, no. Moment. Um, okay. Do I... Uh, can I uh, see Evelyn? Yes. Okay. Uh, if I were to... Well, how far is she? She is 60 feet away from you. Okay. So I'm going to uh, grant her... Actually, okay, and then this other guy is fighting off giants in front of us? Yeah, you're... Well, yeah, this dwarf that... Um, I guess you've never seen, you haven't seen since he, since up in the Yakfold village, although he's wearing the armor that you were wearing briefly. So you can probably put two and two together to say that this dwarf is actually the genie. They're one and the same. What? <laughs> what? Um, could I grant bardic inspiration to the golem? If the golem is an ally, which currently it is, because it's under Crack's control, then yes, you could. All right. I'm assuming he's about to mm-hmm. to mess things up. So I'm like, oh, all right, well, I'm on your right. side for now. Okay. <laughs> you grant advantage to the iron golem. Excellent. You inspire the robot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm like, doot, doot, doot. Does that mean you play him a song, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is like um very T-Pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from your tiny voice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Outstanding. Uh, do you want to move at all? Like move behind the golem or move back into the hallway or do you want to stay in the room or do you want to be under a gantry? Or What seems like the location that would put most distance between me and the things that want me to die? Uh, back behind the golem. I will go to there. Okay. Uh, like, yes. Go fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, you're up. Uh, um, okay. 20 feet away is Duchess Fire Poop Lady. Yes, and she's hanging from the gantry. Yeah. And then 120 feet away is the Duke, and he's just storming in your direction. So he's not going to reach me in one turn either Probably way. Not. No. And she could reach me next turn. So I could flee. Also, I'm yelling to my friends, run away! <laughs> <laughs> Leave! Um, I'm so tempted to go stomp on her little fingies. fingies. But I know that I should <laughs> run away. <laughs> oh, I want to so bad. But I'm not even going to make it That other gantry that was up there I'm not even going to make it over there By my next turn It's 90 feet away, right? That's correct You won't make it to the far gantry this turn So I'd be just like up in the air Yep All right Fingy stomping it is. All right. You go <laughs> yeah. over and try to stomp on the giant or the giantess's fingers. I actually, fingers. Not, not even stompy. I use treebane. I try to chop off her fingies. Okay. Uh, so uh, make your attack. Because she is prone, technically, you have advantage. Oh. And I have two attacks for two hands. Yes. So. Wackity wackity. Are we below her? <laughs> <though? laughs> no, I'm on top of the gantry. No, we're below her. her. Yeah. Yeah. She'll oh, fall. are you? Not directly. Okay, good. They'll be fine. First attack is... 23. Hit. Gross. And I'm going to... Let's see. 
I have my shield, so this is not two-handed. So that's just a D8. Do I think that a giant's hand needs more than a D8 damage to let go of a gantry? How big is this hand? Is it as big as me? Yeah. Okay, so I'm also going to do Divine Smite. Okay. Um, so that's four normal damage. Okay. And plus, then, plus your strength? Yes, plus four, so eight. Thank okay. you. Uh, plus 2d8, so that's eight. Plus four is 12 radiant damage. Eight and 12 is 20 total. Yes. Okay. But... Yes. Sorry, I'm working off of an old version of my character sheet, so I'm just trying to make sure that I have everything. Uh, yeah, okay, that's good. Okay, so with your first Divine Smite chop, uh, yes, you chop off one of her fingers, and she lets go with that hand. All right, Straight so that's snow. one, boom, and then the other side. Come on, come on, come on, big money, Lathander. Oh. Advantage? Do I have advantage? You have advantage on... on oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so that one would have only been an 11. I got this, chat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so that one's 20. Hit. Hooray! And this is Divine Smite as well. So that's going to be 10 damage to start, plus 4 is 14, plus 2 is 16. Excellent. Uh, yes, so you cut off a finger from each hand, and uh, blood spurts out, and she... Oh. I have to make another check. And she falls. So roll. Uh, she falls 30 feet. So roll 3d6 for me. Me? Yeah. This, okay. this is the damage from her fall. Three, I'm watching where those fingers go. Strix, no. <laughs> <laughs> Total of 10. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you deal her uh, just nasty gash wounds. And she sort of screams as she falls and lands with a loud crash onto the floor below. Lathander blast you. <laughs> I killed Mufasa. Yeah. <laughs> so these these sort of uh, charcoal colored giant fingers are kind of twitching on the gantry. Uh, They're near... on the gantry. <laughs> yeah, they sort of flew, got cut off, and kind of flew across the gantry a little way. It's Can nice. I take a bonus action to toss one to Strix? Uh, Evelyn, no. <laughs> <laughs> Strix is like, come on. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes, but uh, everyone, all the giants are horribly aghast when the uh, Duchess falls. And in fact, hang on, I'm gonna have one try to catch her. No, uh, he misses. Ah! <laughs> He's fired. <laughs> uh, yeah, he suddenly realizes that she's a little too probably heavy for him to catch. He's like, mm. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so she goes crashing down to the floor and is no longer on the gantry. That's Evelyn's turn. Evelyn, you technically still have uh, 30 feet of movement left. Ooh, okay. I will make for the other gantry, I guess. Okay. Can I... Yep. Lay, lay on hands is a bonus action we figured it's, out, right? It's an action. It's an action. Yeah. And uh, Never mind, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to run. Yep. So I go toward the gantry. Fine. All right, so you begin to flutter across the room, uh, drawing the attention of the giants, several of the giants below you, um, or who aren't currently engaged in combat. But it is not their turn. It is Duke Zalto's turn. Uh, he is now perched on the edge of the gantry, trying to figure out what the hell just happened. And he sees his wife lying on the ground below uh, and sees you flying away from her. 
now he's super angry at you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what else can we piss him off? Yes. Uh, he rips uh, one of the uh, stone brazier bowls out of an oh, alcove God. on the upper floor. I knew that this is a bad idea. Hurls it at you like a frisbee. Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to have disadvantages because this is an improvised weapon. But, and uh, he's mourning the drop of his wife. <laughs> uh, all right. So he rolls a 19, even with disadvantage, which is going to be enough to hit you, unfortunately. Ouchies. Uh, yep. And he does a total of... It probably eight, doesn't even matter. Yeah, he does 18 points of damage, which is more than you have hit points remaining. Uh, so uh, he hits you in the air. Uh, you're hit by uh, burning coals and this stone brazier uh, from his direction. You immediately go falling back and uh, land with a bone-crunching thud on the floor. How uh, close is, was she to Diaz, by chance? Uh, she is 80 feet away. Well, never mind. Uh, and actually falls kind of amid some of the Colossus debris. So she kind of disappears into the debris on the floor. Uh, Anna, because you were at zero hit points when you land, you automatically take one death save failure on impact. What? Oh, God. Oh, no. Ugh. And the rest of you can hear this little... Oh, no. I don't uh, like this place. <laughs> <laughs> this has been hard on your faith and your bones. <laughs> All right. The iron golem goes striding into the fray and begins to duke it out with one of the fire giants that Crack is holding off. Just and, like, yeah. Yeah. And Crack is berating the giants, telling them they don't stand a chance against dwarven iron. Let's see. Oh, and he's got advantage because, or he's got inspiration from you. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. Uh, he hits a giant twice with his big ass sword and does 46 points of damage to that giant. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. So we just yeah. gotta survive until he's done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, crack uh, will, at this point, what's he gonna do? Um, he is going to cast a spell, and an earth elemental erupts from the floor um, uh, next to him and starts to wail on one of the fire giants as well. You've never seen, none of you have ever seen Crack the Dwarf summon an earth elemental. Cool. That's new. I'm just like, ah, can they do that? <laughs> just set up some bells and uh, Strix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, the elemental makes attacks against the giant and is uh, rebuffed by the giant's heavy plate armor. But, uh, and then Crack himself uh, will uh, say to you, Strix, because now he's placed all of his faith in you. Oh! <laughs> uh, he says, We need a Fire giant, open those doors. And he looks at the, he points to the gigantic doors on the far side of the assembly hall. The ones that you think lead outside to the mountain. Does it have to be a fire giant? Or can, he says, can it just says, be wrong? He says, it has to be a fire giant and they have to utter the proper passphrase. Ah. 
Strix is upset about that. What if they just look like a smaller version of a fire giant? Or close to the strength of one. And uh, uh, then he turns back his attention toward the giants who are beating on his head. Oh. Uh, Diath and the animals, you're making your way along the wall. Since all the giants are currently um, uh, distracted, uh, nobody's really paying much attention to you. You can see you pass by other vents, other uh, access points. Was I able to see Edelin fall? Yes. Oh, no. Do I have line of sight with Strix at the moment? Yes. But Strix is about the same distance away, about 80 feet. All right. Actually, looking at the map, you're all sort of in a perfect equilateral triangle. You're all at points of an equilateral triangle about yeah, 80 yeah, feet yeah. apart from each other. All right. So then I'm going to assume that Waffles can also see Strix. I'm just kind of yes. like kind of tap her on the butt so that she keeps making her way to Strix. Okay. Strix, just make a perception check. Aww. Nine. Okay, you haven't noticed um, a, a feathered shape come bounding out of the shadows in your direction. All right. I am going for the first time this entire mission break stealth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to cunning action dash and make okay. my way out to Evelyn. All right. So you'll be able to get there because um, you can use 30 feet of movement, 30 feet of movement for the dash. Yeah. And then another... 20 feet of movement to complete the distance. Right. And when I arrive there, she's like, I imagine like unconscious and bloody just plop there. Yeah. God. All right. Immediately, like, pick her up one arm and take okay. the healing potion that I have, mm -hmm. uncork it, and give it to her. Okay. Uh, so roll 2d4 plus 2, and that's how many hit points Evelyn gets back. Woohoo! 10. <laughs> <All right>. Nice. <laughs> I was good. so scared, Jared. I was too. <laughs> so, I'd like your <laughs> And the good news is, Evelyn, that that wipes clean your failure, your death state failure. So you'll start with three and three again. Evelyn's eyes Yay. flutter open and immediately fill with tears. And she jumps on Diaz and Ag <laughs> with like her arms and legs wrapped around him. I knew you'd come for me. Yes, she is like a whole lot freaking lighter without her armor on. <laughs> yeah, that's how I figured I was able to do this. Yeah. All right. And she's I'm just going to keep holding on to him and like nuzzling his neck and like just loving on him until he kind of like... I'm like, relax. I'm not Paulton. We still got to get out of here. You also realize, Evelyn, that you can't uh, squeeze him too tightly because he's got two little rodents tucked in his chest. Oh, I kissed oh, him too. Can I return Juniper? Yeah, you can have a you can have a smooth juniper transition to Evelyn at this point. <laughs> smooth I, juniper transition. I, yeah. So after like she's awake, I can be I can like be like she missed you. I oh. stinky bites you when you try to touch juniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stinky's I pet very stinky's defensive. brain. <laughs> <laughs> stinky's a terrible pet. <laughs> I try to give Stinky a little brain scritch. Oh no, he's not having that. Oh, like, oh. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I think Juniper doesn't even wake up. I just like cut yeah. her and she's like, yeah. And I just put her back <laughs> in my pocket. Okay. Uh, so um, is uh, Polly, where do you think Strick or Sneaky would go at this point? Would stick around with Diath or uh, go over with Juniper? He's also injured. Um, yeah, he probably, since he's injured, he'll probably just stick with Diath. Okay. Probably safer. 
Yeah, he's minus. he's going to move as little as possible right now. Okay. Uh, Strix, you're up. All right. Okay, well, I'm in front of this. There's the golem fighting. The golem's left. Yeah, the golem has okay. stormed off in front of you now, fighting giants with the dwarf. Okay. Um, and Paulton, you're still with me. Yep. But Paulton okay. sort of pulled back a few paces behind you into the shadows of the hallway. Okay, I'm just going to look at him and be like, do you have any of your suggestion spells left? Yep. Great. We need to get one of these fire guys to help us. Was already planning on it. I don't care which one you pick. Me neither. I, I don't know if I can. I do like an assist with that. <laughs> like, no. Darn. I can throw magic at it or. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to do that. Um, I have the strength, but that doesn't really make a difference if I can't open it without a password. Right. Um, and the heart's on the ground. Yes, the staff. Scepter, yeah. Big is that scepter. scepter near me, or is it is it too yeah. big for me to hold? Or Well, it is certainly too big. Well, you're, you have the strength, you think, to be able to lift it currently. <laughs> yes. It's just awkward because it's gigantic. It's so big. Yes. Do I think it holds any spells or anything useful? That would require you to go up to it and make an arcana check. Okay, I'm going to do that because okay. now Paulton knows that we have to use suggestion. Maybe we can use... Uh, that uh, 13. Uh, you can't tell whether or not it has any magical property. You don't, All right. you don't believe so at first blush. Okay. It just seems to be her, like, I hit you with the big stick, big stick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. That's not fun. That's not as fun. No. I was excited for you. Do I see her fingers? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Yeah, one of them probably ended up like falling through the holes in the gantry and it's now flopping down onto the floor somewhere. Is about, it moving around? Uh, probably not anymore, but it would be about uh, 60 feet away from you. Oh, no, that's too far. I don't want to get that far away from Paulton. It's, also, like, it's also a little too big to like put in a pocket. <laughs> just like hold it, like carry this finger. <laughs> how, how many fingies did I chop off? I, I'm going to say that you probably sheared off completely, like one on each hand and then probably left a gash in the hand as well. Okay. All right, and the staff, does it look valuable? Does it look like it's made out of anything? The scepter is just made out of cold iron. Okay, well, that's boring. All right. Um, it's, it's fancy. It's ornate. It's got sort of these flanged ends. It could almost be used as a mace, you think. But, neat. Uh, it's nothing. It's nothing I can really yeah, use. Dark and foreboding. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to just stay by Paulton, and okay. we're just going to work on trying to get one of these giants to do what we want them to do. All right. Strix, what's your armor class? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, that I am upset to answer. It's 12. Okay. <laughs> uh, you are struck from above. Great. Um, and Paulton, you see uh, what looks like a giant tankard, a giant flagon uh, uh, made of um, essentially uh, beaten metal just clatter down and strike land on top of Strix. Yep, well, there that's it. <laughs> Strix, you are you are taken down to uh, zero hit points. Again. <laughs> How many times do I need to Huh. <laughs> uh, and you're you're thankful Paulton that 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 could you could have just as easily been the target but you backed into the hallway uh, further than she did. Um, huh. Great. Uh, you have no idea. You're not sure where it came from, however. Uh, <laughs> what well, is this? Some god angry with Strix, just like dropping <laughs> things out of the sky, like this Chris Perkins. <laughs> uh, Diath, you would have seen that uh, 
Duke Zalto's son took the flagon and threw it down from the gantry oh at her. Oh, God. If I wanted to give Duke Zalto a worse day, I would kill his kids. And uh, you can see that the daughter, after watching that, goes running back off the gantry, probably to get something else to throw, for her brother to throw. Uh, and uh, so he's out on the gantry by himself. Uh, the giants uh, duke it out with the golem. Now, the interesting thing you, you notice is as the giants strike the golem with their swords, um, they are doing no damage to it whatsoever. <laughs> Sparks are coming off it as they hit it, but it's not suffering any deterioration. Uh, the dwarf, however, isn't so lucky. His armor is protecting him from a lot of the damage, but he is still being whittled down slowly but surely. Uh, under the giant onslaught. And so he looks back to Strix again, an impatient <laughs> glare, and just sees this tankard with a pair of witch feet sticking out <laughs> underneath. <laughs> just, like, just like rags the two little feet sticking out. Yes. Is, is Waffles now just like smelling the feet? Has Waffles oh, got there just like licking oh, the yeah. feet? Yeah, oh, and Waffles God. has probably like dodged around, like through some giant feet to get to Strix and is now, like you say, just sniffing her <laughs> So chewing on her boot. Uh, uh, so no help there. Kaharik will uh, turn his attention back toward the giants who are kicking him in the ass. Uh, Paulton, you mm -hmm. see uh, Strix underneath the uh, giant-sized tankard. Uh, you love that tankard, by the way. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's big enough to climb into. Mm. The amount of ale that that could hold. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> But anyway, uh, you don't think Strix is doing too well at the moment. Okay. Um, are there are there any fire giants that aren't particularly engaged in combat? Uh, so within range of your suggestion spell, you can see, yeah, there's, there's one toward the back that isn't uh, fully engaged in combat yet. Three are beating up uh, the dwarf. Three are beating up the, or attacking the construct. And there's one in the back. Okay, uh, but is he too far to like walk over to? Well, no, you could you could get there. All right. Can I? Okay. So these fire giants are they like they're just like very very fire resistant, or are they like literally fire? They they are not made of fire, but you have seen them pick up molten iron in their bare hands. So you don't think fire has any effect on them? Would I be able to like calmly walk over to him and just like give a little tug on his pants and be like, hey? <laughs> down here. Uh, yeah, there's nothing stopping you from doing that because all the other fire giants are preoccupied. Uh, and uh, he wasn't looking at you at the time. So yes, as soon as you tug on his chain, his, uh, the, the, the male bits on his chain armor underneath his heavy plate armor, uh, he looks down straight at you. You see his big orange bristly beard and his yellow teeth and his hateful eyes. Just like, you see that? Uh, you see the iron guy over there? Does he understand me? Uh, yes. He does. Okay. Cool. Like, all right. So you can't do anything to that thing. I don't know how much you know. You also can't <laughs> command it. It's gonna kill you. That's gonna suck for you. But you could be the hero of your tribe. <laughs> open those doors. <laughs> That'd be rad, man. 
flawless. I mean, he should have advantage in everything. <laughs> Inspiration. Like, or you know, if you I tell, or you know, if you just you know want to die. I mean, I'm I, I won't judge because you'll be dead. You won't care. <laughs> All right, he's got to make a saving throw versus your suggestion spell. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a wisdom save for him. And. Uh, world. Oof. And his wisdom save bonus is. And your what's their spell save DC? Uh, is plus two. Yeah. Plus two. What's your save DC? Uh, I think fifteen. Okay, I can check if you. Uh, actually, it's sixteen. Oh, sixteen. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you cast the spell, um, and you, you say your words, and he looks at the door, and then he looks down at you, and uh, based on his look, you don't think the spell works. Oh, no. Is that my whole turn? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you moved 30 feet to tug on him, and then you cast your spell as an action. So, yes, that is your whole turn. It's like, oh, well, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evelyn, uh, yeah. you, are, you are conscious again with 10 mighty hit points. I'm still uh, holding on to DM. Yes, and you're kind of amid the wreckage of the Colossus now, so you can't really see what's going on around you, but you can hear combat. I briefly confer with DF, and I'm like, I'm trying to distract them as best I can. You guys have got to get out of here, and then I'll escape too. Yeah, we're working on that part. Uh, get, and Oh, go ahead. We need to get those doors open. Uh, but first off, can you help Strix? <laughs> Again? I kind of like poke my head up out of the wreckage and look around, <laughs> see the little feet sticking out. And I'm like, I'm on it. And I go straight for Strix. Okay. Uh, so you fly up and then go over the wreckage or do you run around the, the wreckage? Fly. <laughs> All right. Uh, as you fly up above the wreckage, uh, you do see Strix. Uh, she's, there are there's a row of fire giants between you and her, Aww. and they're they're fighting the golem and the dwarf, and one of them has actually got Paulton right at his feet. Oh gosh! Uh, just sort of like with one hand on his armor <laughs> and his middle finger extended to the other, <laughs> or what have you. Oh, um, you made a friend. So you'd have to you you'd have to either fly around or through the fire giants to get her. But you also see now that you've flown above the wreckage. Uh, the Duchess Brimscarda getting to her feet and just sort of clutching her hands uh, um, and blood running down her ashen-colored forearms and all onto her garments, which is even more outraging. Ew, gross. <laughs> I will pray to Lysander for you. No, I don't oh, say anything yeah. to her. I've learned, I've learned not to say anything to her whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, I'm going to go. You are, you are um, 80 feet away from Strix. I will go. I'll go around the giants on the Paulton side, just in case you need someone to snag him and run away with him on the way through. 
Okay. All right. So I'm running. Okay. Oh, I didn't don my armor yet, did I? Does it take a turn? That takes like uh, several that, minutes. That takes, yeah. You can't really get it on in combat. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to double check for the breastplate, but I'm pretty sure it's medium armor is going to take you. It's not a snap-on breastplate. <laughs> uh so, uh it'll take you 5 minutes to put that on. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to run. Okay, so you can move 60 feet, which means you won't get to Strix this round, but uh, you won't also make yourself an obvious target. Cool. And you're actually pretty close to Paulton at that time. Like you're about 10 feet away from him. Just in case he needs me. 10 feet is a perfect amount of distance for me to be away. Okay, cool. Uh, The Duke goes next. Uh, He's going to make a perception check. Um, Because he's looking out for you too. And he's got, he's high above you. Okay. Um, I am covered in soup, so I'm camouflaged. <laughs> right. Uh, he goes storming along the gantry, uh, moving closer to the battle. Uh, he's going to use all of his movement to get as close to the battle below him as possible. Uh, never once really taking his eyes off of you, Evelyn. Uh, and that's all he does. Uh, his wife, she is going to look around, uh, go stumbling through the battlefield. Uh, and uh, with great agony, pull her scepter up into her damaged hand, and she has to use sort of both of her hands to kind of brace it. Ew. And uh, that's all she can do. She uses all of her movement and then the remainder of her turn to pick up her scepter, uh, and she looks around for something to smash, not even noticing that Strix is pinned underneath (laughs) the flag. Unfortunate. Yes. Isn't that going to hurt her really bad to try to smash something with her scepter with her probably, hands wounded? Probably. Is that going to do damage to her? I'd probably say she just has disadvantage on her attack rolls to oh, cope okay. with it. It probably wouldn't damage her anymore. She's already taken. Uh, but her turn is done, and it is crack in the Iron Golem's turn, so I'm just going to make some attack rolls here. Do some damage. Uh, all right. Uh, one of the fire giants is looking really, really hurt. Um after this assault. <laughs> I want to leave, please. Why? I, re- I reiterate that to the giant I'm by. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just convinced. Maybe he doesn't need the spell to work. Yeah, I'm going to see if the fire... <laughs> I have to see if the iron golem recharges its breath weapon at the end of its round. All right. Um, Waffles is uh, over by Strix. And just sort of poking her. Is he just like? Is she just like eating me now? Just like, yeah. uh, well, like, like if you die with probably your probably pull off, pull off one of your boots and dragging one of your boots away. Uh, Great, yeah, just giving the boot a shake. Um, find, find, shaking <laughs> us all the snickety snooks that you keep in your boots fall out. It's <laughs> like and a then, bunch of bones coming out yeah, of the boots. <laughs> exactly. Then she just starts to gnaw on those, and, <laughs> and nobody seen. None of the giants pay this tiny creature any mind. Uh, DF. Yes. You're up. Great. You saw Evelyn dart off through the wreckage in the direction of Strix. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll do the same. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll just do the same. Okay. I guess cunning action to dash in case I want an extra thing to do. All right. 
you with your dash will be able to get there. Okay. You can't. You, you won't have any movement really to do much else or anything to do. You won't have any actions left. But um, yeah, I, at the very least, I can let you maybe kind of roll the flagon off of her. <laughs> I would like to do that, please. Okay. Strix, I need you to make a death save. Of course. Why? Always. Uh, that's not plus anything, is it? Nope. Just a no, flat it's roll. Thirteen. Okay, that's one success for you. Yay. All right. Uh, the fire <laughs> giants. Uh, oh, dear. Um, uh, some of them are going to try to keep the golem distracted while the others wail on the dwarf. Uh, oh, my God. The dwarf <laughs> is going to get pounded this round. Don't care. Uh, you, you are somewhat struck by just how much of a pounding uh, crack can take. Uh, hmm. But he is, he is looking... Quite hurt himself right now. And uh, at that point, Crack looks back once again, sees Strix is out of commission, <sighs> can't find Paulton anywhere, <laughs> sees Diath, and says to you, Diath, we got to get the doors open. <laughs> a fire giant needs to say the passphrase. What's the passphrase? Fuck if I know. I. <laughs> you what? <laughs> he says, I'm not dying for you. I. Everyone else has. I'm uh, sorry, I'm unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that. All right. And uh, and he says, it's up to you now. <laughs> to you, Strix. Or to you, DF. <laughs> All right. Uh, and let's see. Then. Chad is asking about the Earth Elemental. That was something. The Earth Elemental. Thank you. Uh, the Earth Elemental uh, finishes off that first giant. So one fire giant goes down. We did it, you guys. Yay! We yes. killed the giant. As in, like, we didn't do anything. All of the NPCs yes. did. <laughs> there's, a, there's a huge crash as the giant falls face first onto the floor, uh, heavy armor and all, dropping his iron greatsword beside him. I look at the giant on my abs like, oh, oh, do you know that guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, DF went. Evelyn looks Strix longingly went. at the greatsword. All right. How many times bigger than Evelyn is the greatsword? Like five. She's like, yeah. <laughs> and then Paulton, uh, the giant next to you, uh, he is going to attempt to grapple you. So make a strength athletics check for me. Oh, oh boy. Wait, that's not a saving throw. Is it a saving no. throw? No. Dang it. No. All right. All right. Four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He easily picks you up in his gauntlet. But you're Wait. so tiny. You are oh, so boy. tiny. So you're just sort of encased in his hand at the moment. <laughs> it's like, you're... You gotta regret this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, you're like blinded and restrained while held oh. in his giant hand, but you can still talk. Oh, fuck you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he's got you and he's like trying to figure out what to do with you. Um, 
And uh, so that's an attack action for him. Uh, nothing else. Uh, yes, so he's just got you in his clutches. And it's your turn, Paulton. Cool. So when you're grappled in this way, um, you are restrained, so you can't like move and run away or anything. But you could use your movement to try to escape the grapple, either through force of strength, which is probably not the way to go for you, or through dexterity acrobatics, essentially trying to slip through his fingers. Uh, or you can choose to stay here because, you know, it's not the most dangerous place you've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> can he still hear me? Uh, he can hear you. Can he? He, can't see, he uh, can understand you. He okay. can hear you and understand you. Um, you can't see each other at the moment. Um, but other than that, yes, sound does pass through. You can do it. Hmm. You can do it. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I try a persuasion on him? Or you have spells? Yeah, very oh, much so. Okay. Can I aid his persuasion at all? Um, unfortunately, you can't. Uh, well, uh, I'm from I'm, inside the. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell me what you want to say. Let's put it that way. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell him, and I'm gonna tell him good. <laughs> if you fail, I'll die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hmm. I'm going to be like, all right, all right, you got me. That's step one of the plan. <laughs> like, and I'm going to, I'm going to persuade him that don't worry. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to, so I'm just going to be like, all right, cool. So you know the plan and you know that I'm working with you guys. You got that memo. And that our goal is to get these, these little, these, these pests out of here. Right. <laughs> and now all you got to do is open the door. And once we're out, you will be handsomely rewarded. Ooh. Oh yes. Okay. I'm feeling to hit. Greed. Is greed. All right. Um, make a persuasion check at disadvantage because he's hostile. Oh, true. Uh, okay. Well, that's a nat 20. Okay. <gasps> well, we know it's gonna, we know so it's gonna be we know it's gonna be lower than that. <laughs> I get 20. Come on. Uh 17. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good though. Is he persuaded? Uh, Can you use your glasses of charming? Where the heck it is that you had? I mean, he'd have to see me. Yeah, yeah right. it's a little hard when he's stuck in a fist. Um, and uh, he holds. You feel him. You're moving, being moved around uh, closer to his mouth, and he says to you very quietly, "What reward?" <laughs> Just tell, say, me, tell me more. Say, oh, I think you know exactly what reward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, 
he, well, yeah, you can't hear him anyway. Uh, but he says to Paulton, I don't know. You know, the one that they said was forbidden <laughs> is to only be granted to the most deserving. The rest of you kind of see this one giant standing out of the battle with a fist up to his mouth, and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and he's, uh, he, hold, he says again, could you be a little more precise? <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, all he can do on this okay. turn so you can think about that uh, Evelyn I want to like I'm I'm you know running by but yep. I want to I want to take like a slow motion like resplendent Lathander moment to turn to him and like in my most persuasive paladin oracle voice say you must listen to the small one in your hand and persuade the giant to listen to Paulton. <laughs> Can I do that? Uh, so you're going to make a persuasion check? Yeah. Okay. Disadvantage. Face. Disadvantage because uh, the giant is hostile toward you. This, this is where we're at? This yeah. is where we're at. Okay, so that would be... I actually, just so everyone knows, I have a plus eight to persuasion. Evelyn doesn't use it very often. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 19 or a... Oh, come on, 12. Okay. Uh, you are not as persuasive. Dang it! Um, your, your resplendence does not seem to woo him the same way that his unadulterated deed does. Um, All right. And he, he just looks at you and he says, Quiet, we're having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. Sorry, my bad. I'll stay out of My bad. Um, right. Do I have more turn? Uh, using that's an action, but you still have some movement left. Okay, I keep going towards Strix. Okay, you can get to her at the end of your turn. Okay. So you see uh, Strix. Just... Strix is lying there. The big flagon is cast off to one side. Uh, Waffles is chewing on some bones that it dumped out of a boot. I can't lay on hands though. I have to wait till next turn. Yeah. Yeah. That's an action. Okay. All right. Uh, Duke Zalto is making his way up. Well, he's gotten to the crane and begins to winch the heart back up. Damn it. Uh, basically pulling it up off the floor. Uh, that's all he does. His wife walks over, takes the scepter, clonks it on the head of the fire giant holding Paulton and says, drop him! <laughs> uh, whereupon the fire giant does exactly what she commands. So Paulton, you drop onto the floor. Uh, then she just sort of pushes him aside, takes her big scepter, and brings it down on Paulton. Tries. <gasps> no! She has to make an attack roll. But at disadvantage, because her fingers are all messed up. That's right. And also, yeah. she's a dumb jerk. Yeah. <laughs> she is a jerky McJerk face. And Idiot. everything is ruined. Paulton, your armor class is... Not great. Not great. Uh, checking again. 15. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so, disadvantage. She rolled a 25 and a 16. Uh, so she hits you with the Aww. head of the mace. And because you, have one, because you have one hit point, you just <laughs> crunched into the floor. Well, 
I've tried all I can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I'm still and, small, right? Uh, uh, I was I was just about to say, and at that point in time, uh, crack crack's turn is going to come up next. The minute on your spell is going to expire, and you will be normal size once more. Cool. Great. All right. Um, and so she's done. Her uh, her son from above hurls a flagon down onto Evelyn. No fun at all. Oh, uh, but only rolls a 14. That's equal to my armor class. Oh, that's equal. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, then he hits you for nine points of damage. <laughs> that, take nine that. One. Yep. Ha ha ha! Oh, I hate everything. Uh, and then his sister goes back to get another heavy object. Uh, all right, but you are still standing. And the family is done. Which brings us to Rack, the dwarf. He is looking so hurt that he is changing tactics and is no longer going to hold off the giants. Uh, you see him uh, turn into a pile of sand and begin to shift away across the floor. Cool. Sort of between the legs of the uh, fire giants. And he leaves his armor behind. So this armor shell is just standing there, and then it sort of falls over and collapses into a heap. And the sand trickles out of it and scurries off like some sort of sandy ooze creature. I want that. Evelyn, no. I want that. <laughs> Evelyn, no. <laughs> Evelyn's eyes get very wide. Uh, and uh, that's his turn. The iron golem will continue to bash away and does, uh, badly wounding a second, another fire giant. And then the earth elemental uh, continues to follow through on Crack's commands and hits that giant or hits one of the giants as well. Uh, so two of the giants are looking, two of the fire giants are looking quite hurt um, of the ones that haven't fallen yet. And it is Diaz's turn. Yeah, you see Evelyn's just sort of reeling a bit from getting clonked on the head with a giant-sized flagon. Mm -hmm. Splendid. Uh, so, by my understanding, so the door that has to be opened has to be have, has a password to it, but it must yeah. be spoken by a fire giant. Correct. That's what Crack said. What the hell do you want me to do, dude? <laughs> I'm not magical. <laughs> but you can unlock stuff. It's a Your giant magic. door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like an 80 foot tall door. Yeah. With no visible um, locks. I guess I'll uh, retrieve unconscious Strix. Okay. She's easy to pick up. Um, Waffles will come lumbering after here, after you with her. Her boot. Good. Uh, Paulton's unconscious. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just saw the weight of the scepter come down on top of Paulton. Evelyn, can you help Paulton? Yeah. All right. That's the kind of confidence I like to hear. <laughs> Evelyn's like got a black eye and her nose is bleeding and she's covered in soup. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, um, uh, uh, just make a perception check. You got it. Uh, 22. 
There are uh, two rates on the floor here, now that you're accustomed to seeing them, that have had their great ventilation shafts that have had the grates sort of knocked off. Uh, so, you know, there's right. also the doors back leading toward where the, the fire giant kitchen is. Right. But uh, these grates are, you said, were going to be tough for me to get through. Yeah, it, it's for, for a human, even a slight one like you, it's, it's, it's going to be tight, but you can manage it for sure. There's no, one right. in your, there's no one in your party so big that they can't fit in. But mind oh. you, you have an unconscious person with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose I could just stuff her in a vent. <laughs> like a pile <laughs> of rags you are. <laughs> I have a healing potion on me. Saying. <laughs> oh, you do? I should know that. You don't know. I mean, you might know that. I don't know I, if you I know will that. Say, I will say you probably know that. <laughs> All right. Um... Great. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's something. I mean, God. whether or not you want to be grossed out and dig through her rags, like, that's uh, up to you. <laughs> a, right. bat, a bat flies out at one point. Yeah. It's like moth. Still alive. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll try to quickly retrieve Strix's healing potion and then give it to her so that she can become like, conscious again. Ooh, strong stuff. Yeah. Look, 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 look. Roll 2d4 plus 2. Thanks for not pouring it in my eye as payback. <laughs> no problem. I hope this one goes just as well. It was meant to be taken up. Oh, it was close. I got nine. Nine. Nice. Okay, yeah. so Strix, you're at nine and nice. being held up currently by DF. Thank you. Uh-huh. I think it's time to go. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree. I have a plan. Do you? Do you know how to get one of the giants to open the door? Nope. But I have a plan. <laughs> okay, well, it's Strix. You're up. All right. I'm going to turn into a mammoth. <laughs> All right. All right. A, a big tusked mammoth. I'm going to polymorph myself into a mammoth. <laughs> All right. Can I I and as I do that, I just yell, grab on. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do that, please. Okay. Just make sure awesome. to, as I make sure to get waffles, please. Yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to do that. There we okay. go. There we go. Slammed on the door. I love it. All right. Awesome. Way. So a giant, a, a giant mammoth materializes. <laughs> Does it have emo hair like Strix? Yeah, it's like all black and tattered <laughs> with like messed up hair. Yeah, with like moths <laughs> flying around it. <laughs> but do you technically still have your uh, giant strength in your mammoth form? So uh, in her mammoth, so in her no. mammoth form. Um, this is a polymorph. Uh, she temporarily gains the mammoth hit points and physical stats. So her Which, strength is actually greater now. As yeah. Oh, sweet. Right. It's greater, and I have 126 hit points. Yes. Sick. <laughs> awesome. Why are More you a mammoth all the time? I was saving it, but I guess it's too late now. <laughs> no, this seems like a pretty appropriate time to use it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yes. Um, and uh, Strix, obviously, you're not going to move yet because you want your friends to climb aboard. Yes. Uh, so the fire giants go. Oh, gosh. Um, some of them, since crack is no longer there to serve as a bulwark, some of them slip past the iron golem's guard and attack you, Strix. Obviously, I'm a mammoth. You are a mammoth. Uh, your AC in mammoth form is 13, which means you're natural. Uh, so one of them hits you once. Uh, the other one hits you twice. So 
Uh, wanna, you'll want to track these hit points separately. Yeah, I'll track Ollie. them on my mammoth thing. Yeah. Cool. So the first uh, whack on you does... Uh, 26 points of slashing damage. All right. The second one uh, is 30 points of slashing damage. All right. And the third one is 22 slashing cool. damage. Cool. That's okay. still a lot. Yep. All right. So still big, up, though. Big sort of bloody carving swaths through this woolly mammoth. Uh, but yes, still got more hit points than DF at the moment. Uh, and that's it for the fire giants. And uh, Paulton gets to make a death save. You can do it. Just get us out of here. I'm going to try my best. All right. just, uh, just straight up d20 roll. Yup. Uh, oh, that's a nat 20. Outstanding. Nice. <laughs> that, means, <laughs> that means you are conscious with one hit point. Wow. Yay! So after getting it's the second time you've done that, yeah, that's I know. True. It, you're that's lucky. the only time. That's the so only. <laughs> you're, you're lying there after being smeared, and you look up, and the Duchess is standing above you, uh, but not looking at you. You just see her holding in her bloodied hands the scepter and trying to gauge the rest of the battlefield, confident that she has reduced you to pulp. I just kind of continue to play dead. <laughs> okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and Evelyn, your turn. You have nine hit points, and there's a mammoth next to you. Uh, the mammoth also informed you to grab all him. Yes. Well, did, do I need to? Because in my mind, Paulton's still unconscious. And actually, so, it's a mammoth. Mammoths don't speak, so you'd have to just sort of make a. Well, I knew that Trixie <laughs> came a mammoth, and I totally. <laughs> <laughs> nice mammoth. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Um, well, I'm only 10 feet from Paulton, so I'm going to grab Paulton, fireman carry him over my shoulder, and... The Duchess sees you do that. Well, it's my turn, Duchess, so... <laughs> eat it. Her turn is next. So I grab him, throw him over my shoulder, and I jump onto the mammoth. Okay. Use my boots to try to, like, jump as high as I can, aid me up, then I just try to get on, grab on, and... All right. I, like, throw my body over what I think is unconscious Paulton and just hang on to the mammoth for... All right. I'm just kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> just keep playing dead. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, Evelyn. Evelyn, there's still warmth in Paulton, so you're confident. He can, confident, even though that brutal smash he took, he he could still be saved. Okay, good. I, um, I guess I'll be able, like holding on to Strix with like one hand and waffles, like. Right. Tucked under the arm. Teddy should bear I, in front of me or something. Okay. Should I roll perception to see if I notice that he's not unconscious anymore? Because uh, I can tell probably the difference between an unconscious... Like, unless he's really good at pretending to be a rag doll, I can probably <laughs> tell the difference. It would be it would be a perception check against his deception. Acting? Deception okay. check. So... Can, can I just be like, I, I'm, I'm good. I have yeah, you can do that okay. too. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, as she plops me down, I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lathander has blessed you. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I like how dismissive that is. Uh, okay. Uh, Duke Zalto will go next. Uh, he uh, will maneuver the crane to swing the heart and send it swinging down at the mammoth. That seems like it's hard to do. 
Yeah. <laughs> like disadvantagedly, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is an improvised weapon. Uh, he's going to try to clobber you with the heart. Uh, but with your crappy AC, um, he is actually going to hit. All right. Uh, so as soon as the heart strikes you, you hit. 39 radiant damage. I'm still alive. And as the as it hits you, uh, radiant energy courses through the mammoth's body and just sort of blackens one side of Strix. And then the heart just sort of, well, it sort of rolled back. Um, and actually um, hits a fire giant on the way back. <laughs> and just takes him clean off his feet. He gets struck. There's a flash of radiant energy, and the fire giant just falls to a heap on Dalton doesn't care. His wife uh, comes cutting through the melee, provoking attacks of opportunity from the elemental, which hits her, and yes. the iron golem, which hits her. Yes. Uh, wounding her quite grievously just to get a chance to take down the mammoth. Uh, after taking both the hits from the elemental and the golem, she is still alive, but quite gravely wounded. And she brings that huge scepter up and just slams it into the mammoth's head. Or Great. like it slides off her gross bloody And fingers. she has disadvantage, um, but even then she rolled a 19. Eight, eight, on the, eight on the die was her lowest. Uh, and she hits the mammoth for 22 points of damage. Well, I'm dead now. What? That was all I had. Come on. That's wow. it. There's no way we can get out. I only have nine hit points left. That was our grand escape. So how many hit points did you have when you took the 22? Holly? Me? As a mammoth? As, as a, a mammoth? mammoth? Yeah. Uh, nine. Okay, so you had nine. Wait, you had nine as a mammoth left? Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> you yes, already had yes. a... So that means... 126 damage already? Yeah. I was going to run, but yeah. I didn't get a chance to run. <laughs> yeah, the Giants did a lot of damage here. So after you're hit, any excess damage that's left over transfers to you. Well, you I was had up. nine hit points as well. Yes. So it's so you were taken down completely. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. But not so that far. All of you go to... falling off as Strix re is reduced to her normal form, unconscious on the uh, I did my best. I guess we'll just meet the gods now. Yeah. Or, you it's know, or nothing. Off. Yeah. And actually, uh, yeah, I'll need Evelyn and Paulton to make dexterity. And Evelyn and Paulton to make dexterity saving throws. Not good. Uh, 16. Okay. Five. Five. Uh, Evelyn, uh, you took some damage from the fall, but you only then have... One hit point. I'm unconscious. Okay. Evelyn lands hard and uh, just sort of rolls off of Strix unconscious beside her. Uh, Paulton um, took no damage. Uh, like, Guys, you know, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> Maybe we should just die here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, DF, you were not technically on the mammoth, so you didn't fall oh, at all. I wasn't there yet. Okay. Uh, but you've got. Waffles tucked under your arm, and Duchess Brim Scarda standing right in front of you, pulling back her mace for the second swing, 
she'll bring down on top of on top of me yes okay oh she would have crit you but she didn't uh <laughs> on her on her um off roll she rolled a 14. not good enough all right uh, her iron scepter goes crashing down onto the floor next to you, but you get out of the way just in time. Second attack. Good round for the fire giant family. Um, her kid will try to drop a plate on Paulton's head. Excuse me? <laughs> All of this with the kitchen stuff. Yes. <laughs> Make a ranged attack roll against Paulton. Uh, Paulton, that's only a uh, 10 on the attack roll, so this big uh, stone plate crashes onto the floor beside you and splits into a million pieces. You see uh, Duke Zalto's son on a gantry overhead. Uh, looks like he's the one who just tried to drop it on you. <laughs> All right. And uh, the iron golem uh, takes down another giant. So three of, the fire, three of the seven fire giants are down, leaving four standing plus the Duchess. And that's important because it's DF's turn. So DF, you are standing with a very wavy, like, bloodied Paulton and Waffles. What up? And uh, unconscious Evelyn, unconscious Strix. The Duchess is right in front of you. And the, the Golem is busy fighting off the fire giant. Uh-huh. Strix <laughs> and Evelyn are both unconscious. Paulton might as well be. Duchess is next to me. Yeah. Swinging at me, but she looks all messed up, right? She has taken a substantial amount of damage. Great. And the Duke is looking down on you from a gantry, uh, obviously aware of everything that <clears throat> All right, so at this point, uh, like just seeing the devastation that's come to his party, uh, Diaz loses it, uh, pulls out his short sword and just lets out a huge scream, just <laughs> goes after the Duchess and, uh, and is going to... Uh, With waffles in arm? No. Okay, like drop leave her. waffles, oh. like so, so probably go to Strix or whatever. And I'll be going to uh, basically quickly scale up to the Duchess as fast as, as fast as possible, like practically climbing her. Yeah, and try to get a blade to her throat or just like right on top of her, ready to stab and either finish her off. Okay, but ideally just have it there and use it to threaten her along with Duke Salto and every other fucking fire Duchess <laughs> in this place. Oh, so you're you're not actually going to wound her. You are going to threaten her. I'm going to have that there. So, like, the moment she tries to do anything, like, it's just okay. sore to the throat. Um, okay, so since you're basically trying to run up her... Uncanny, or uh, cutting action to yeah. help. Okay, uh, just make a, a strength athletics check. All right. To spring upon her. Uh, to hold on to her, basically. Yeah. Oops. She's a moving target. Whoa, stay on. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, 16. Okay, that's enough. You're, oh, able to, you're able to get your grip and you run up to her with your tiny little knife. A short sword. <laughs> your little toothpick sword. Oh, I'm sorry, that was 17 because of my stone of good luck. Okay, great. So, whatever. All right, so uh, so I got that there. Yep. 
holding on to her hair or whatever, like and just screaming out as loud as I can to like the, the rest of everything. I want Duke Salto to hear. I want the fire dice to hear. I want to hear everything. Like they clearly respect her. They clearly pay attention to everything that she says. And I, I'll just yell, enough! A single movement of this blade and she dies. It's over. We only wish to leave. Let us go and it's over. Make a intimidate check. Yay. A very, very, very important. Yeah. Check. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it, chat. Watch Dieth ruin everything. Ten. And that's where we'll stop for tonight. <laughs> ah! Alton's taking what he anticipates is his last drink. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried with the mammoth. It was such a good idea. That was a idea. great idea. It that was, was a wonderful such a idea. They had 150 hit points. Yep. And they yep. disappeared in one turn. Yes. I really if, tried. Uh, if uh, the dwarf hadn't gone scuttling off, that probably would have been the scenario. It's yeah, like the other fire giants came at you and did a lot of damage before. Got just it's Crack's fault. Yeah, or whoever he is. Whoever he is, whatever he is, find out. Soon enough. All right. Thanks everybody for a traumatizing <laughs> uh, couple hours. Uh, but next week's episode is actually going to be super fun. Um, so oh, yeah. is it? Yeah. Have a grand old time. Yeah, I think I think it, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be super super awesome and uh, some unexpected stuff might happen. So uh, yes. oh. tune into the finale. Will it be how we? Will it be, will it be how we survive the afterlife? I think I, I think the waffle crew might still have a few surprises left in it. So. My, my, I I am routinely surprised this episode by yeah. how we managed to not be dead. I I yes I'm I too am really surprised at how uh, quickly you guys were able to get uh, change things around to turn what seemed like you know well I guess I'm out of the session for the rest of the session. <laughs> hey I'm back in the game all of a sudden <laughs> and doing really cool stuff. Some of us haven't gotten hit. Oh look at home. you! Yeah yet. My favorite thing that I saw in the chat was uh, near the beginning of the game. Someone just said, does Chris Perkins even like the Waffle Crew? <laughs> <laughs> I was, at a certain point, I was going to ask, it's like, dude, if you want to stop doing this, then just... <laughs> <laughs> the game gets bored, rocks fall, no. and you die. All of this is precipitated by a single incident involving a frog. Just remember that. Yeah. That would be my fault. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It started. It started like four episodes ago when uh, the Waffle Crew lost the element of surprise, and it's just been off the rails ever since. Yeah, Why have not? we been in the same initiative role for like four <laughs> sessions? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, good lord. But you yeah. know what? I still feel like watching that salamander burst out of that hellhound was worth totally it. Totally worth it. Yeah, pretty cool. Oh come on, this is great entertainment. <laughs> I'm actually. Uh, I'm. I'm very. Uh, impressed with your guys' ability to stick it out because I thought, oh my god, you're in a room with a thousand hit points of fire giants. I have absolutely no idea what could go. 
<laughs> what could go well for you? Yeah. Even Chris is saying to himself, man, I'm a monster. I haven't been that, like, I actually got to a point where I was like, am I going to need to come to terms with the fact that Evelyn might die here? Like, I only have two more death saves and I am a terrible roller. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. I was very sad for a minute and then save your DF. I'm like that every time we play. <laughs> yeah, I've been brainstorming I've been brainstorming new characters, not gonna lie. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. You guys I've been desperately in- trying to pick up the pieces. <laughs> you guys are in the heart of the forge though. So if things are gonna get bad, this is about as bad as they can possibly get. So well done. Thanks. Hold on, on aggroing, aggroing everybody. Yeah, we Yay. should level up like three times <sighs> after this. Yeah, everything's <laughs> fine. Yes, when you're fighting, you know, six encounters at once, it can be a little yeah. When Chris Perkins is like, "Hey, it's a stealth mission," Waffle Crew's like, "Hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to think of that as a future episode title. <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> hold my tankard. Yeah, I was gonna say, hold my ale. <laughs> Yeah, you did get a, you did get a couple of flagons dropped on you tonight. So yeah, you know. we we tried to hold that ale. Uh, it didn't work yeah. so well. Yeah, the Zalto and his family are bastards. There's no around it. They're terrible. They're jerks, especially yeah. that Duchess. Yes, she is a she is a just insane. The fingerless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see how that plays out. All right. Thanks, All everybody. Right, well. Woo. Good job, team. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everybody who participates in our Waffle Crew subreddit. I'm sure it will be on Yay. fire <laughs> <laughs> after this episode. I hope you guys point out exactly where we went wrong. <laughs> and remember, say. if uh, we forget to answer your questions on the subreddit, tweet at us because we yes. all want to, but we all are not. Direct us to the subreddit yeah. and we will try to tackle your questions head on. Yes. Uh, announcements, anyone? Uh, this weekend, I'll be in Richmond, Virginia for the Magic the Gathering Amon Cat Grand Prix. If any of you happen to be there as well and see me, feel free to say hi. I will be doing terribly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting your deck smashed into rubble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my misclick show right after the second edition Dungeons & Dragons where I play an emo artist bard. And um, also, I will be on Twitch Weekly this Friday at 1.00. And uh, DJ Weed is out of town, so I get to have Anarchy Edition. So <laughs> come tune in. It's always a fun time. Nice. And also, if you missed it, uh, a few of us, well, all of us actually went in character to the Renaissance Fair, and that meant that Paulton was just uh, in every single picture but laying down drunk on the ground. <laughs> so you can't see him, but uh, there's pictures of that on all of our social media and to come. So look forward to those pictures because I know you guys like when we talk. Very good. Speaking of, we were talking about this weekend. We're coming up, I mean, if we make it there, <laughs> on our 50th session. Yeah. Yeah, big five. So, yeah. Maybe we could do something crazy cool for that. We'll see. Yep. If maybe we make it. Like live. Yeah, like live. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, complete a quest the way you wanted to. Yeah. That'll, I know I that'll mean, never happen. I already not, have my standard. Let's not go too what, crazy. What D and D? What D and D party ever completes a quest the way they intended to? I mean, really, not zero. overachievers. Yeah, <laughs> liars. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. All right. Well, have, have a fun game, Anna. Thanks. See you guys next week. Yep. Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.